Welcome to Lunch Pell Sermons. My messages begin with the assumption that the Bible's teaching is simple. Love God, do good. With that simple message, the Spirit delivers divine haymakers that nudge us toward becoming better followers of Jesus. I hope this sermon helps you in living God's adventure for your life. Good morning, church. I wanted to provide a recap of this week's message, especially because I talk about things that have happened in our country. And this week, we are in Acts chapter 15, and there is a conflict that has emerged in the church. And the conflict is essentially this. Is the church a reform movement of Judaism, or is the church a revolution, an entirely new way of intersecting with God. Are they reformers or are they revolutionaries? And as they work through this dispute, the early leaders of the church gather together and hear from both sides. And as they make a choice, an important motivating factor is that they want to make it as easy as possible. To turn to God. We see from Acts chapter 15, verse 19, this statement. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles to turn to God. And as they make their judgment, it is a compromise. They give something to both groups. So they must find their way through what they will know will be a theologically important decision. And so they need to get to the theological truth that God wants. And as part of this as well, they also need to find a way to knit these disparate groups within the church together. So that these different factions who are going against one another might be able to set aside their differences and strive together to be one church, one group of followers who are striving to serve God. There is simply no way that the church will be able to advance its mission, that they would be able to move across the globe if they are in conflict with one another. And thus, a compromise is developed. So these early Gentile believers will not be required to follow the law. Hmm. The disappointment for those who are of the Jewish faith who had wanted that. But these Gentile converts are highly suggested to follow three aspects of that faith. And in following these three aspects, they will be able to show much respect to their Jewish brothers and sisters who have been serving God for so long. And in this way, they would be able to knit themselves together as one group. Part of this compromise is this, is that they need to be willing to recognize that the you is greater than the me. For both groups, they will not be able to demand what they want to demand that they be right, to demand that the other 
seed to them. Rather, both groups are required to give something to the other. The you is greater than the me. You are greater than me. Imagine if we live that out in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our communities, and yes, even in our church. Imagine how many conflicts would be avoided if we simply allowed the you to be greater than the me. So instead of demanding that our preferences be followed, instead of demanding that our way be followed by everyone else, we would instead say, what's best for you? Sure, we still need to follow theological truth. And absolutely, we need to follow the way of God. But we want to make the pathway to God as easy as possible. And so often the conflicts we have aren't about theological truth. They're about petty personal preferences. The you is greater than the me. Now, as we think of events that have taken place in our country during the last week, we are reminded that as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be good citizens. You know, that's the reason so often you see a flag in the American church. Because we recognize, yes, we do serve our God, but we also serve the people around us and we love them as well. And those people are part of our nation and we strive to be good citizens of our nation. You know, Jesus was a good citizen, wasn't he? He paid his taxes. And do you remember uh, some of the early religious leaders devised this plan to try to get Jesus in trouble with the Roman government? And so they come up to Jesus and they're like, Hey, Jesus, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And they've got him no matter what he says, right? And Jesus takes that coin. He says, let me see it. He says, whose image is on that? And they're like, Caesar's. <laughs> and Jesus is like, but give the things to Caesar's that are Caesar's. But give the things to God that are God's. Wow. Jesus was indeed a good citizen. And likewise, we want to be good citizens. Part of being good citizens, though, I don't think it means that we should be nationalist. And by that I mean, I don't think that we should expect that God prefers one group of people over another. That somehow one group of people is more special to God than another. I don't think our God notices a difference between the Chileans, the Croatians, the Nigerians, the Mongolians, the Filipinos, and yes, the Americans. I think God looks at all of us the same, a special, unique creation, people who are made in the very image of God, the creator. And with this recognition, I can't help but wonder what it might be like if that we as citizens 
of our nation might live out the you is greater than the me. If we might see ourselves as willing to serve the people around us, instead of using our government to demand our way and our wants and our wishes and our preferences, we might instead say, I'm here to serve you. The you is greater than the me. You know, back during Jesus' time, his followers expected him to launch a political revolution. They expected Jesus to lead a revolt against the Roman government. But he didn't, did he? Much to their surprise. But Jesus was a revolutionary. He was a religious revolutionary. He changed the way that people came to God. And I think for us, likewise, as followers of Jesus in this nation, I don't think we're called to be political revolutionaries. I do think we are called to be religious revolutionaries. We are called to love the people around us. Doesn't matter whether we like them, it doesn't matter whether we agree with them, but we are called to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are called to let the you be greater than the me. Can we live that out in our nation? Can we live that out in a way that truly changes the world that we live in? Sure, it doesn't seem like a lot, does it? You say, oh, these little actions here and there, it doesn't amount to much. Well, maybe one action by itself doesn't. But as followers of Jesus, if we all united and living out in the smallest way possible, the you is greater than the me. If we envision ourselves not as using the government to serve us, but seeing ourselves as good citizens here to serve the government and the people around us. I was heartened last week of a story of a congressman, Representative Andy Kenham, out of New Jersey. So he was a representative last week, and he was part of the group that was under siege. And as the House of Representatives gathered to meet after somewhat order was brought to the Capitol building, they stayed late into the night doing their work. And in the early hours of Thursday morning, he was headed out of the building. And he saw some trash. And so you know what he did? Picked up a trash bag, started collecting the trash and putting it into the bag, cleaning up the mess that was left by the rioters. He's a member of the House of Representatives. That's not his job. He shouldn't be cleaning. Doesn't he have more important things to do? Isn't he more significant than a trash bag and picking up junk left by the rioters? Well, not to him he wasn't. And I don't know his story of personal faith, but I do know his actions are living out what I think Christians should do. We should allow 
the you to be greater than the me. And that means we do small things. Instead of demanding our way, instead of demanding our significance, instead of reflecting upon our accomplishments and what level of status we think we have, we say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. The you is greater than the me. My encouragement for you this week is to live that out. Allow the you to be greater than the me. And if we live that out here in our local place, we can trust that Christians across our nation can be doing the same. And we can change our country, not from the top down, but from the bottom up. Thanks for listening to Lunch Pell Sermons. Now it's time to put these words into action and go live our adventure. Let's love God and do good.